Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Persone Extraordinaire. Through this interview series, I'm attempting to profile people who've made an extraordinary impact in their respective fields to engage and uplift others and help them be the best versions of themselves. I'm humbled and honored today to introduce to you someone who's extremely talented and passionate and a commensurate professional in her own right, Cindy Scholz. An extremely creative individual, Cindy is a globally recognized learning and development manager, content and project manager, remote working expert, and change agent. As an accomplished leader and an inspiring professional, she has a passion for L&D initiatives that meet the evolving needs of the business. With a proven international track record and almost 20 years of experience in the learning and development field at corporate organizations, organizations. She works with stakeholders to optimize the company's investment in talent and skills at all levels and make learning available to everyone, everywhere, and at every time. Welcome, Cindy. It's a delight to have you here. Thank you so much, Sahan. I feel so excited to be here and thanks for that beautiful introduction. Uh, thank you. So to start with, what is a fun fact about yourself? This can be a favorite animal, food, hobby, or anything else. Well, I guess what not everyone uh, knows about me is that even though I live in the Netherlands and we have more bicycles actually than we have people, so we have like 23 million bicycles and almost 17 and a half million people, I totally hate to ride a bicycle. So as soon as I was allowed, I got a moped when I was 16 years old. And when I turned 18, I got my driver's license and immediately bought a motorcycle. So I never had to ride a bicycle again, but it's very undutch. That's a very interesting story, Cindy. And if I may say so, um, riding a bicycle instead of a motorbike is such a smart workaround. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah. So it's really rare that career paths follow a straight line from where they started to where they are today. Would you care to share a little bit about who or what was your inspiration and about some interesting experiences along the way that shaped you as a person and as a professional as well? Of course, uh, happy to, to share. So um, I started my career um, working in a flower shop as a, I think I was 15 years old. Uh, I made my parents a bouquet of flowers on their, I think it was either 19th or 20th wedding anniversary. And I made it out of, out of pantyhoses and wire and tape. And I went to the flower shop to ask if they could wrap it as a present. And I got my first job right then and there. And I totally loved it. And I actually worked in flower shops for, for several years until I got my first real, I call it grown-up job. And in hindsight, I think what that taught me was that if an opportunity presents itself, you have to grab it. When, when I was young, all I wanted to become was a mother and a mermaid. The mother part I managed, I'm still working on the mermaid part. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't really have a career in mind during the first 20 something years of my actual career. My first um, full-time job was with the Dutch Federation of Cinematography. After that, I worked at two law firms for a total of 17 years. And it wasn't until 23 years into my professional career when I got a job at Boeing that provided so much uh, opportunity 
for me, for which I will be eternally grateful because I'd been a learning and development uh, professional for about 14 or 15 years uh, at the law firms at that point when I started with Boeing. But it wasn't until I became a training and development expert that I realized that my career really was in educating people, in, in, in developing everyone so they can be their best selves, both professionally and, and personally. And I, I love to see people have aha moments to, to when, when, when they're learning something, to watch them grow uh, confident and see them realize um, their own potential. And I truly believe that we never, ever stop learning or growing. That part was very visible to me when I worked for, for Be Next as well. And now I have a wonderful opportunity cr to create a brand new development plan for Fokker Services Group in the Netherlands, where I started working uh, October of this year, so only a few months. And looking back, I, I've had some terrible managers that made me sad at the time, but in retrospect taught me a great deal, especially about what good leadership should, and more importantly, shouldn't look like. Um, and luckily, I also had some great managers that inspired me and, and believed in me and were able to let me grow in very, very different ways. But to be fair, if I were, I think it were, it were mostly some of my brilliant colleagues at Boeing that, that shaped the current me and made me realize how powerful you can be when you're not afraid to speak up. And the power made me realize the power that lies uh, in, in mentoring people and being passionate about what you do. And of course, like you always say, the power that lies in the differentness. So I think if you get a chance to show your potential and it's accepted and valued, you not only get, ex get experience, more experienced and learn new skills, but you get more confident each time as a bonus as well. So I think the biggest experience of it all is how much you can actually grow if people believe in you enough to let you shine and do what you do best. And uh, maybe another fun fact to, uh, to wrap my answer up, I, I, it turned out that I wasn't only very good with flowers, I also love doing it so much still. So to this day, every year in December, I go and buy lots of greens and flowers and stuff and make around 10 to 20 centerpieces for Christmas for the whole family each year. Thank you so much, Cindy. You make a very, very strong case for listening to one's gut and following one's heart and how to integrate learnings from different stints across your career to grow as an individual as well as a professional. And perhaps one day, knock on wood, I'll get to see your floral centerpieces in person. I'll send you pictures no matter what. Don't worry. <laughs> if you can't make it in person, I will definitely send you pictures. I'll definitely be looking forward to that. So before I start my next question, I'd just like to thank you for having gone through my audiobook like extraordinaire. And I do hope you enjoyed it. Now coming to my question, in my eponymous poem, Le Extraordinaire, and several others, I've dwelt on how empathy is a superpower the world needs most today, and how kindness is the panacea for many problems we face today. What do you feel about these two virtues, empathy and kindness? Well, let me begin with saying I absolutely loved your audiobook, and I was so fortunate to hear you recite L'Extraordinaire at, at Be Next a few times, and I am to this day still amazed by it. 
My favorite one, I have to be honest, however, is the Crooked Lines one that literally brought tears to my eyes. And, and throughout the audiobook, I kept thinking about what an incredible wise woman your mother is and what a great job she's doing at letting you grow towards your full, full potential. I'm, I'm in awe of your mom as well. Absolutely. Um, and on the point of empathy and kindness, I, I think you are spot on. The world is moving so incredibly fast at the moment. And I, I personally don't foresee it slowing down anytime soon. And there's so much sorrow and sadness and violence all around that it scares each and every one of us at times. And if we could just care about one another a bit more, and uh, well, you, you say it in, in your audiobook as well, walk a mile in someone else's shoes, albeit painful, and feel the other's burden. I think we would have so much more appreciation for how the other person is facing their battles in life. I agree 200% to that, of course. <laughs> So I just like to thank you for awarding that so eloquently, Cindy. And I strongly believe, as I've said in my audiobook, like Shornel, empathy and kindness are the super superpower uh, the world needs most today. So Absolutely. I personally think that ableism and social and structural issues like lack of accessibility continue to present barriers for people with disabilities across the world. Do you agree with this statement and what, in your opinion, um, are the best ways to tackle them? Can you give some examples of the best practices you've come across professionally or even as an individual? Well, I think... To be honest, I think ableism is very much outdated in today's day and age. I mean, with all that we are capable of these days, disabilities shouldn't be such an issue anymore. But I also think that it's, um, it's short-sighted to think that because you might not have a clear or visible disability, you're better capable of living life or doing your job. Um, that, that makes it sound like people without a disability don't have any issues and are, are better than the rest. Well, I know for a fact that that's just not true. We, we all have our challenges and our quirks and it's up to all of us to accept that. I mean, look at what you've personally achieved. You are only 15 and you have given so much and you've accomplished so much. Most people without a disability will never achieve that in their life, in their entire life. You might not be able to run, but you can contribute so much to your community and you touch so many lives in your quest for equality. So why should your physical disabilities hold you back or, or hold any of us back? You, Zen, seriously, you are a true leader of change. You really are. And, and like you said before, all we need is a bit of understanding, some, some empathy, some kindness, and we can all go a long way. When I remember when my son was was little um, and he was in preschool, he always used to invite kids with disabilities over to our house. And I remember asking him if he liked them better than the other kids. And he admitted that he didn't always like them better, but he felt it wasn't fair that they hardly ever got invited to go with other children for lunch or to play after school. So he invited them because he didn't think it was fair the way it was going. And, and 
both me and my son have always had a thing for the underdog and for injustice. And I have to be honest with you, even though the kids often came with, with wheelchairs or instructions and medication, they brighten our lives with their excitement for being able to just go on a play date. And, and their mostly silent gratitude towards my son was, was amazing to watch every single time. Thank you so much, Cindy. You've really nailed it there. And I strongly believe that if we educate children on the power of differentness starting young, it will come to them naturally. And then after that, our collectively lived experiences will ensure that the solutions to social and structural issues that exist today fall in place organically. Finally, could you please share some parting calls of wisdom with our listeners on how we can make this world a kinder, more inclusive place to live in? Well, I'll try at least. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for inviting me and sharing your, your audio book with me. I am, I'm humbled by the honor to be interviewed by you as you are one of the strongest and bravest people that I was ever fortunate enough to meet. Um, the audiobook made me so emotional and grateful that I met you and the world needs more people with empathy as their superpower, but you already said that. Um, your powerful passion and your, your acceptance of the world and how everyone's lives and burdens are different in combination with your, your hunger for possibilities are nothing short of extraordinary to me. Um, and I attempted to write you a small poem to wrap this up, but I'm not nearly as experienced as you are. So, so bear with me. Here it goes. The world is so judgmental. So many misbehave. We need a little empathy. We need some to be brave. We need to keep our spirits up alone or in a crowd. We need to do it silently or even scream it loud. We all are different, left and right, even if no one sees. But kindness doesn't cost a thing. So try it for me, please. Next time you see someone in need, a stranger, friend, or brother, this is my message to you all. Be kind to one another. That was a brilliant poem, Cindy. And this interview has been so enlightening and uplifting in equal measures. I really, really look forward to partnering with you to do my part in spreading the sunshine on this very important topic. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. Absolutely, sweetheart. And thank you so much for having me. <laughs>